0: If you open up your mind and see what's, see what's inside, inside, it's gonna, gonna take, take some time, time to realize it's
1: realigned. And
0: but if you,
1: you look, look inside, inside you sure dry, you'll find. <laughs> Don't it, okay? <laughs> Over, Over your shoulder,
0: you know that I told you I'd always be picking you up when you're
1: down. Uh, so just turn around. <laughs> oh, you crazy? You like to no crazy no 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 no. I saw you no. Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? Huh? We're like. Da-da-da-da we're not crazy everybody knows you never go full retire. mohammed is the most commonly used name on earth read a fucking book for one. did you get that memo yeah i got the memo picasso is dead walt disney is dead i'm dead steve
0: jobs is dead i'm not superstitious but i am a little stitious
1: welcome to the mentally gone podcast
0: first and foremost thank you so much for tuning into episode 28 of the mentally gone podcast Uh, comment below if you're watching this on YouTube comment below where you guys found us if you guys found us on Instagram we've been uh, recently growing like crazy on Instagram so shout out to all the Instagram uh, mentally goners out there who have followed and who are enjoying the content we're putting out on that platform we're currently as of this recording at 20 something thousand followers which is wild dude it's crazy one of the videos almost at one million
1: just last month we were at
0: Oh, dude like it's crazy man it's it's truly overwhelming but in the best way possible and people have been like dming and i've been trying to respond to everybody people trying to you know just give props for all the work that we do uh first and foremost i just want to address this because i am a perfectionist and i am an like i listen to podcasts every single day And I have been listening for the past few years. Um, If the audio quality isn't perfect, I apologize because we do everything ourselves. And we do want to eventually get into like a more pristine level of podcasting. Uh, We try our best. We teach ourselves how to master mixed vocals. We we teach ourselves how to uh, edit on Premiere Pro, edit clips, edit the podcast, do everything we've taught ourselves. Right. Yes. There's no team behind us. A
1: lot of research, a lot of comments a lot to of reply research, to. Commenting
0: on every platform. And so we're trying our best. And I just want to put that out there because I recognize that it's maybe not the best it could be, but we're gonna figure it out slowly but surely. For sure. So do you want to start, kick us off, kick us off, kick us off, kick kick
1: us off, mate. Today, we will be starting with a deranged actor, like you just said, who goes by the name of Ezra Miller. You heard of Ezra Miller?
0: AKA the Flash in the current DC universe. Yes.
1: So I actually have a lot of crazy stuff to address when it comes to Ezra Miller, Mm -hmm. the Flash DC character. All right, let's not get that twisted, Um, which, by the way, DC is still planning on releasing the new upcoming Flash film, despite all this information that I'm going to share today. Mm -hmm. So this is just a little the little um, informative part of the podcast that we're getting into. So just just for starters, um, I just wanted to say that Ezra Miller has been going down a severely what's the word i'm looking for severely corruptive and um damaging path for himself mm-hmm. well themself i don't want to mispronoun him but yeah um so if i say they or them i'm referring to Ezra Miller or i'll just say the or I'll just say The Flash. The famous actor, Ezra Miller, has suddenly started doing radically bizarre things all the time. And this has been going on for some time now. And he's gone from threatening to kill KKK members. This far will be just for the podcast. Throwing a chair at a woman in Hawaii and being accused of grooming and kidnapping a teenager and now being a cult leader. What? Yes. A
0: cult leader where in the US?
1: I think no. I think this is going on where is this going on? I don't know. I'll have to see. I don't think I wrote down where exactly he's doing this, but I have more information on that. But anyways, to my point. First and foremost, I want to start by pointing out an incident where Ezra Miller is caught choking a fan out of nowhere so so the incident started where he was jokingly jokingly playing around with an eager fan group and one girl was like you know preparing to fight him like playfully like throwing her fists up in the air and like just being very joking like jokingly playful with him and then what Ezra Miller does is he starts saying like oh you want to fight and and whatnot and then all of a sudden lunges towards her grabs her by the neck starts choking her out and then dragging her to the ground
0: What the heck, while dude? choking her and all this was captured on camera and this
1: was captured on camera however the person filming complete like completely decided to stop the the recording abruptly after saying like whoa bro like whoa whoa like multiple times take it easy man yeah and and then completely stopped the filming because of what was happening it it was almost as if the situation escalated from nothing so he they were joking you know being playful and then all of a sudden it was it, it just escalated and the woman that this happened to it was a woman um was like kind of caught off guard and terrified you know that this was happening her neck was being strangled one second to the next
0: that's obviously horrifying, but but at the same time, uh, being a fan of shows like Family Guy, for example, I can vividly imagine that cutaway scene where Ezra Miller meets a fan and the fan's eager to meet him. He's like, oh my God, look, it's The Flash. It's The Flash. Oh, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, he just snaps and he's like, you know, you're going to fight me? And then just chokes her to death, dude. Like, that's crazy.
1: And look at this weird parallel, right? He was an actor and a character in the... Um so Ezra Miller was a was an actor or character in the movie, the Stanford Prison Experiment that we watched. Great film. And he plays the most unstable, mentally unstable character in that film where he just is at, at the brink of destruction and, and at the edge of insanity mm-hmm. because of what's happening to him during this fake experiment. And so... What happens is his character actually lunged at one of the guards because he plays a, prison in the, a prisoner in the movie, and then starts strangling him. Wow! The same way it was almost as if he'd de- maybe he even developed this tendency through the mannerisms that he had to develop when acting, mm. and started doing it in real life and thinking that it's okay. That's crazy. It almost seems like he's living out a movie in his reality.
0: Right. I was about to say that most actors or the best actors out there, I'm not saying Ezra Miller is the greatest actor ever alive, but most great actors are able to compartmentalize roles. So in their subconscious, in their brain, they literally shatter their brain. And a lot of these things happen during specifically, more specifically with child actors. So the younger you get into the industry, the more malleable and susceptible your brain is. So it's easier for you to like stratify it and be able to basically implant these roles into different sectors and different recesses of your mind and so what happens with in Ezra Miller's case is that one of those roles is just taking over his conscious now and 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 he can't distinguish anymore what's real and what's fake what's acting when is the director gonna yell cut while he's strangling this fan Mm -hmm. you know but there is no director you know so like he's like caught up in this little movie in his head
1: and and that's what I'm thinking, too, because th- this is just one of many, many incidents like the the list for all of the things he's done is extensive. Like he's been arrested for a bunch of things and then released the next day because it wasn't a big deal. But some of them some of them are questionable. Like, for example, he he I have here he was charged with a felony burglary um, in Vermont um after an incident in may when police found multiple bottles of alcohol that were stolen from a home when the homeowners were away like that's something you hear out of a movie where the person is like crashing into this home that's like abandoned because the people left on vacation and it's like a teenager going in like taking the bottles of alcohol like it's so it's so strange to see that he's he's like living out these different scenarios in real life and not being aware of the consequences that come with them or not caring about the consequences that come with them
0: yeah that's pretty wild and i also think that actors specifically they 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 tend to enter this realm of untouchability mm-hmm. of god form you know i am bruce willis i am t- a top tier a-list celebrity actor you are pulling me over do you know who i am yeah and so it becomes that things like reservation i i need a reservation for this restaurant do you not know who i am do you not recognize who Mm -hmm. i am and this kind of reminds me of a viral video that um went around the internet when drake i think dropped scorpion he was just chilling at this party alone and then the security guard approached them and said like hey like are you supposed to be here and then drake's like
1: like, do you, do you know? not know
0: who I am? And mm-hmm. he basically says that. So <laughs> in, like, his, in his little voice, too. Yeah, yeah. In his, like, weird culture vulture switches up, whatever, Canadian <laughs> slash freaking whatever he is, dude. Um, and so it just adds credence. Credence? 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 Credence. Credence to the whole meme, like, Drake's the type of guy to say, say do you this know who I this? am? Yeah. yeah. So it's funny. But, like, to my point, they enter this um, holier-than-thou
1: yeah, mindset, very you know? privileged mindset. It's like yeah. a, like they can get away with anything, or that they're above the law, or that they're they're basically above everyone and anything. Like, That's what OJ did, right? But he was obviously arrested. That like Ezra Miller on multiple, you know, in, on in oh, what's the word?
0: Multiple accounts. Yeah, multiple, charges. multiple
1: accounts. Right. Mm-hmm. So another story. Before I get into the really really crazy stuff regarding the cult and whatnot. Another crazy thing that he did, and I'm going to read this off because my mind can't process all this information. But Miller was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct after allegedly making a scene at a bar in South Hilo. I think that's in Hawaii. In March, according to a prior press release from the Hawaii Police Department, um, Miller became agitated while patrons at the bar began singing karaoke. So he got so irritated that they were singing karaoke at the bar that he did this that I'm going to follow with. Um, Miller allegedly grabbed a mic from one woman and lunged at a man playing darts. What? Yeah, so he's, he's on these like very highly emotionally unstable bouts of of episodes, which is what i think is. yeah He's these schizophrenic these episodes that are occurring to him like these emotional episodes it's like people have described him as very as being very um unstable. turbulent right yeah. unstable like and unpredictable mm. almost bipolar
0: so it's almost like a of thing but except
1: From one second to the next.
0: Except he actually takes action and and fulfills his infatuations, his like premeditated thoughts. Right. Because Kanye is more verbal, he's more physical, it seems
1: Yeah. Ezra Miller seems to be more aggressive. Right. And more, you know hot temper. Yeah, more active, acting upon what he's feeling. Mm. So shortly after the incident that, that happened when he was... So he was released after being, you know, taken in. So shortly after the release of that incident, they, Ezra Miller, allegedly burst into a couple's Hilo, Hawaii, hostel bedroom, threatened them, and stole their passport, wallet, and other belongings. That couple filed a restraining order against the actor, which they later dropped. Hmm. So for so i'm i'm assuming this is the same couple that he had a the bout with in the bar and he ended up going to their bedroom at like a hotel or something and then stealing their passport their belongings and all these other things and then they filed a restraining order and then dropped it later on which i find strange but i guess it's because
0: i don't find strange at all he paid them off probably he offered them five hundred thousand dollars like hey like i'll 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 Mm. give you half a million dollars if you drop
1: these restraining charges
0: yeah because those add to his criminal record right
1: yeah yeah that and that looks bad either way to know people have a restraining order against you you don't want to be caught
0: But the irony is that it was dropped. And if it is the case that he paid them off, then it was worthless because it's in the news now. So it's in the cultural Mm. zeitgeist. Everybody talks about it. Yeah. And we're talking about it now. We're
1: talking about it right now on Mentally Gone Podcast. if you don't
0: pay us off, Ezra Miller, we're going to keep talking about you, bro.
1: And one more incident. And this was also in Hawaii. Ezra Miller. So he became... um, irate after being asked to leave and reportedly threw a chair striking a 26 year old female on the forehead in hawaii and apparently she had like a half inch cut or something like deep into her forehead why though i don't know and she could have suffered you know she could have suffered a concussion or something like threw a chair at this woman
0: he could have killed her
1: yeah taken an eye out or something
0: that's crazy dude
1: I don't know uh, like just reading all of this again because I wrote it all down just so I wouldn't forget but reading it back again it's like so hard to grasp like the extent of it.
0: My question is I would be curious to hear from directors who have worked with him in the past to see if he's difficult to work with Mm. because what's fascinating to me is that this person who has all these instabilities finds stability through acting or does he Uh, profit off of his instability and channels it in this like acting or these different roles or considers it method acting maybe maybe everything that's happening now is just a culmination of attempts at method acting which Mm. is essentially when an actor dives into this um character right so so he applies the character's uh the character's personality and the character's mindset thoughts brain spirit soul into his his own day-to-day life instead of just showing up to set going into your trailer looking yourself in the mirror and then rehearsing it and rehearsing and getting into character like they live every single day in character in order to perfect their performance on screen
1: Mm -hmm. but he but this isn't the character that he's playing in the flash at all so i wonder what role
0: so maybe it's like a new movie that was going to happen but now it's not going to happen because of what he's doing
1: it's so weird because in the flash he's like this harmless you know character it's 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 very different from what he's portraying himself to be in person
0: do you know who ezra miller's crazy behavior is reminding me of who? Shia LaBeouf.
1: Really? Shia
0: LaBeouf. I like LaBeouf. to say Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't know if you remember, but there was this phase where Shia LaBeouf was going crazy too. And he was all over the news. He was getting into fights, bar fights. He was um, arrested a few times. There were mugshots of him all scattered throughout the internet. And, wow. then, and then he did this artistic exhibit that always stuck to me to this day. I can't I can't forget it. Like every time I think about Shia LaBeouf, I think about this artistic exhibit where he put A a paper bag over his head, and I think he wrote something on it, and then he cut out two eyeballs. He sat in a room in somewhere in Hollywood, and people were able to go in there, use items that were at their disposal in front of Shia LaBeouf either to attack him, to harm him. They could just go in and say hi and say thank you and take a picture and stuff. But his whole thing is that he was just gonna sit there. And just not move and or talk at all
1: whatever was happening to yeah, him. yeah
0: and then at certain points uh people said that he took off his paper bag or he didn't take it off someone took it off mm-hmm. and then when they took off the paper bag he began crying and this like stream of just tears like for hours and hours he just sat there crying his eyes out and just wow. and just sobbing and not saying a word and then people just coming in and out looking at him giggling laughing crying with him and so that's kind of what like what it's reminding me of but i forget if he did a role after that i don't know if it was like honey honey something honey boy or something like that but anyways
1: what what i find different though is like if he was getting into bar fights and it was like a mutual thing where he was butting heads with someone and then it happened that seems different than what ezra miller is doing because ezra miller is just assaulting people you know he's just attacking people um and, and for karaoke singing and for these, you know, nonsensical things. But now to get to the crazy parts, right? Because this, this is where it starts getting a little strange. So I think I'm pretty sure that this is what he's being um, investigated for now. Um, two reasons. People believe that Ezra Miller has abducted a mother and her three children. And I'll tell you this story. And it happened this year. Sorry. In June 2022, Miller had been housing a 25-year-old mother and her three children at their estate in Vermont since mid-April. According to the publication, two people have expressed concern about the estate being an unsafe environment for children. When Vermont State Police attempted to serve the mother an emergency care order that demanded the children's removal from her care, and the home um, uh, removal from her care and the home over fear for their safety, Ezra Miller told authorities last week that they have not lived on the estate for months. Mm. So he denied that the mother and the three children had even lived there Mm. for all this time.
0: Have they found them?
1: And so authorities have believed this to be untrue. And I don't think they found them. I think that he's still hiding them. What? i could be wrong
0: and the cops don't well they well, probably don't have a warrant for a right. uh, search warrant
1: but but it's under investigation all of this because of the other thing of him being a cult leader what the which heck, i will dude. go more in depth in but yeah i find it very strange that he's housing a mother and her three children what's the incentive there what's the motive what's the and,
0: relationship between them? right
1: yeah. and and where did they go like whatever happened to them wow Because Ezra Miller, based on that story, he's not new to to preying on impressionable people. And this is where the cult part comes in. But an insider, I'm going to read, claims that Ezra Miller was running a cult from a rented Airbnb for at least two months. The report also says that they tried to convince impressionable young women and non-binary people. So Ezra Miller tried to mm-hmm. convince impressionable young women and non-binary people. So he's targeting women, younger women and younger non-binary people and try to isolate them from their families and loved ones. He is even accused of grooming minors and trying to have sexual relationships with them.
0: That's crazy. Dude.
1: So... I'm going to tell you this story that this girl, this 18-year-old young lady, came out with a story, and this happened in I can't even pronounce it, Copa, Voger, Copa, Copa Volger. It's not in the U.S., so, so this like was somewhere North else. Or yeah, so oh, Iceland. Iceland. Iceland, Iceland. This is where it happened. So for most of their time in Iceland, Miller rented an Airbnb in something suburb of Copa, Copa, Copa Voger, I can't say that. In a suburb in right. Iceland. They filled the home with Icelandic artists, expats, uh, spiritual confidants whom they encouraged to stay there even though many had their own homes nearby. Between Miller's makeshift commune, their monologues on spirituality, Miller's monologues on spirituality, and emotional outbursts, Rumors began to circulate that the star was running a cult. Mm. Some guests said that they felt frightened during Miller's mood swings. So this is what the girl had to say. Nobody ever was kind of allowed to disagree with Ezra. His reality painted everybody else's reality. There was no room for anybody else's opinion or feelings. (laughs) So this is all happening in this Airbnb and apparently he gathers all of these non-binary and young ladies who he's trying to have sexual relationships with and then he's he's going on these tangents and going on these over-emotional spiritual speeches which is very similar to what a cult leader is seen doing Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's 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 the big thing there Let me just make sure there's not anything else. But I don't want to prolong the Ezra Miller topic too long.
0: No, but take your time because it's interesting though.
1: But, um... So this is what the young woman had to say. She said that she stayed at the hotel for six days and it started off as a thrilling experience because they were all coming together. There was artists. There was, you know, a bunch of people famous. Right. Ezra Miller, who's famous. And then she said it deteriorated into one of the most traumatic weeks of her life. And she said that Miller exhibited mood swings that left her tearful and confused. So this girl said that she was like psychologically and verbally abused by Ezra Miller during Mm. her time here. So he would switch on and off. And that goes back to the whole bipolar thing that I was telling you about, that he's definitely suffering from something of that sort. Miller reportedly targets these children because most of them are 18, but some of them were younger Mm. than 18. So Miller reportedly targeted these children to get control over them, which might continue to happen as more reports of these incidents enter the spotlight. So it's starting to unravel now. The case is starting to come together that this has been happening for these months. And then fans are not happy knowing that Miller has taken advantage and brainwashed children and exploited them for sexual pleasure. So that was the whole point of bringing them into this Airbnb and We're kind of leading them sex. and being this guidance for them it was it was to create a a mutually trusting relationship but then it all took a left turn
0: which is what happens with every cult right. organization. Like every documentary that I've watched about a cult, uh, usually revolves around the cult leader wanting to take advantage sexually of his followers, mm-hmm. of his devote followers. Turns these prophets into essentially rock stars. Like they're they're famous. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody wants to sleep with a rock star. You know, like uh, groupies and all that stuff. And so they just take advantage. It's always the common case where they always take advantage. Because it's just too easy for them. Yeah. Like, they snap their fingers and they're, and they're, it's at their
1: disposal, right? Right. And so, after all of this has happened now, um, there were frightened parents who came out. And because frightened parents came out and, and spoke out about what was happening, Miller threatened them with a gun in front of the children that they were arguing or disputing about. And then, I, I'm guessing that kind that's kind of what led into him, you know, facing these repercussions now is that he started threatening with, you know, a weapon,
0: lethal weapon. Yeah, I think he has definitely killed somebody. And I think that he is hiding bodies currently and that they're going to uncover it just like that. Um my roommate is a murderer series on netflix like that that one old lady had i don't know how many dozens of bodies buried in her backyard
1: that's scary
0: and she came off as this um unassuming lady docile you know and that's what ezra miller gives me vibes of it's like he has some patch of land has all the bodies that he's
1: there's definitely something sickening going on and yeah. I feel like the I feel like over time it'll start revealing itself. But one last thing about the Flash, he's currently carrying a gun and wearing a bulletproof vest, right? And says that he's worried that the KKK and the FBI are after him <laughs> because he's made, you know, um threats to the KKK and stuff.
0: So he hasn't been detained he's still out and about is what you're
1: saying i'm honestly confused i know that they're doing an investigation but i think that he's still out and about of course
0: it's like privilege of but but i think they're pulling
1: evidence together to you know Mm. charge him with something because it, it, it i read a lot of articles that said that authorities feel very suspicious like very highly suspicious that the claims that he's making are false, especially considering that he's been arrested multiple times. Mm. So I don't know, but that's all on Ezra Miller. He's, he's running a cult. He's abducting mother and children, um, beating women with chairs, choking them, uh, carrying a weapon. Yeah.
0: Hiding bodies. Probably. Uh, comment below if you're watching this on YouTube, um, comment below what you like, what your thoughts are on, on Ezra Miller, are you a fan of The Flash after all this? Like after listening to this right. half an hour of, of Ezra Miller?
1: Yeah, that half an hour, damn Sorry no, about no, no, that, guys. No, crazy. but, yeah. but th- the craziest part is DC said that it's still set in motion for The Flash to come out, even after all of this information has been leaked.
0: Which just proves that it's profit over everything else. It's money. God but, is money. Money is God.
1: But, but profit. But like, do you think a lot of people are still going to go watch it? You know
0: I think that it becomes to me it it goes back to the whole Will Smith slap thing it's like give them a reason to analyze your work even more and to try to understand your psychology so after the Will Smith slap like people probably bought his book to try to understand like what's going on with Will Smith like I just love this guy and I robot I just love this guy and I am legend um and so they bought his book here, I think is going to be the case where, oh, my God, like Ezra Miller, like, wow, like, he was always so unassuming and, and such and a charismatic and just graceful guy. Like, I met innocent. him once and I took a picture with him and I want to watch The Flash to see if I can s- spot any cracks in his personalities, any pitfalls, any flaws. And, and what's interesting is that the concept of the new Flash movie is like a multiverse concept. So it's very similar to Doctor Strange. Um,
1: multiverse of Madness. Multiverse
0: of Madness. So it's multiple Ezra Miller mm. in frame, which is crazy. Like it's like multiplying the insanity, literally.
1: Are you going to watch it?
0: Um, I might check it out. Yeah. I don't know. I might check it out if it comes out on like HBO Max. Like I'm not going go to go to the theaters yeah. to watch it, you know
1: yeah it's it's all alarming though
0: yeah i'm just curious to see like what's the execution on the movie uh yeah see like i'm i'm now curious to see if it affected his acting capabilities
1: because in my opinion like we're in a day and age where people will genuinely not go to the movies to watch if they find out if they get a whiff of like you being involved in you know
0: right and like that's what's kind of throwing me off a little bit is that people will cancel you for so like for so less mm-hmm. you know like so much less like people like if you slip up and say a certain word people have you canceled and now this guy has threatened yeah. people is carrying a gun uh has assaulted people is, has created a cult, has sexually abused minors and mm-hmm. people are just like oh yeah new flash movie looking forward to it you know yeah. it's like what the fuck all right so i have a conspiracy theory That ties one of my, if not my all-time favorite film, Shawshank Redemption, and one of my all-time favorite superheroes, Spider-Man.
1: Spider-Man, Spider-Man. This
0: conspiracy theory essentially claims that at the end, spoiler alert, but Shawshank Redemption is dozens of years old. It claims that at the end of Shawshank Redemption, when Andy Dufresne manages to successfully escape and he decides to expose the corruption of the warden at the Shawshank prison, he gives all the information of the corruption to a newspaper called the Daily Bugle, which just so happens to be the exact newspaper that Peter Parker works at and photographs for. And so this conspiracy theory claims that since Shawshank Redemption is like this super old film, that Andy Dufresne, when he escapes, he moves to the... um, I think it's Costa Rica where where he goes to like on the coast somewhere. He moves to that part of the country to that part of the world. He changes his name to Benjamin Franklin Parker, aka Uncle Ben. Falls in love with Aunt May and the story unfolds where Peter Parker eventually becomes Spider-Man. And so Andy Dufresne is actually ben. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, yeah
1: wow and that just
0: blew my mind because because a lot of like uh pushback to this theory is that oh like um the daily bugle is located in a different city and Shawshank Redemption's a different city but it could easily be a branch of that same company Mm -hmm. right and what's even crazier is that I even wrote it down hold on um in in 2019 Tom Holland and the Russo brothers who directed Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame they visited the Shawshank prison the original place where Shawshank Redemption took place and for for like a Halloween party or something like that and that further led people to believe wow. that this theory is real where within the Marvel Cinematic Universe Stephen King who wrote Shawshank Redemption he has his fictional lit- literature uh, what do you call it his, his fiction his fictional literary
1: liter- liter- literary L- literature liter-
0: so within the broader marvel cinematic universe stephen king has his fictional literary universe inside of the marvel cinematic universe and then some people went as far as saying that it uh pennywise from it is going to be the next like Thanos or something further down the line which would be crazy if you like really think about it you know
1: a lot of people love to make connections with stephen king too
0: right stephen king is like the craziest i think um author to have ever lived in one my of opinion. the biggest one of the biggest but also the, like the, the fucked up you know yeah. like, like he has a fucked up mind and i don't know if you know this but he would almost overdose on cocaine when writing every single book of his especially it which is like this thick. It's like it's thicker yeah, than the Bible. I you know? actually
1: have it. it. It is pretty big. Yeah. Um, and there's what she said. and there's pretty fucked up shit in it. There is mm. a part where the kids are doing a ritual in order to escape Pennywise, and and each boy kid has to sleep with the girl.
0: Oh yeah, you um, told me about yeah. that before. Yeah.
1: And I read that part, and I was so yeah, I was for... just so unsettled
0: for a teen novel, you know.
1: Yeah, it was part of a of a ritual to, you know, escape the mm-hmm. really weird. Right. But another thing is Stephen King has a novel that pre- that people say predicted the pandemic. Which one? Like our pandemic. Well, I don't know the name of the novel, but people will probably know if they hear this podcast, but he has one. And when I worked at Barnes & Noble, people were saying that this novel that Stephen King wrote is almost exactly like describing what our situation is like our circumstance at the time because that's when i was working there
0: speaking on movie theories yes i have a game of thrones theory the original game of thrones theory
1: exactly in light
0: of the house of the dragon that 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 that's recently being released and that Mm -hmm. we're actually going to watch the full series on patreon very soon with highlights on YouTube. Um, this Game of Thrones theory claims that Arya Stark has one target that she did not fully fulfill and eliminate throughout the Game of Thrones series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Arya Stark was told by Melisandra, who's that Lady of Fire lady, you know, the witch, the yeah, witch lady Yeah, the dark one. The dark lady. She was told by Melisandra that Arya would shut the eyes of three people. I just... <laughs> of three people brown eyes blue eyes and, and green eyes Arya stark successfully shut down the eyes of
1: walder frey
0: walder frey it was
1: brown right
0: brown eyes she successfully shut the eyes the blue eyes of who
1: the night king
0: the night king
1: with with some random jump at him out, out of, of nowhere,
0: nowhere Arya star comes to the rescue and then boom jumps season... over
1: all of the all of the right. dead walkers or whatever right. it's
0: like everybody's struggling almost <laughs> dying and stuff and then Arya Stark just well whatever bran
1: is like at the hands of the night king uh, about yeah. to die what's Super going strange. on
0: season eight Oh, and that's Bran, what to remember Bran
1: instead of doing anything is just like floating through yeah, the infinite tri- space tripping, as an, tripping as balls, an eagle dude. or something. Yeah, <laughs> tripping
0: <laughs> balls on shrooms and stuff. Um, and so the third uh, the third set of eyes are the green eyes, and here's where it gets interesting. Some people thought that it would be Cersei, but then Cersei died at her own will with Jaime Lannister in the Red Room. Is it Red Room or Red Keep?
1: Red. I think it was. Well, was it the Red Keep? All I know is that the building collapsed on them.
0: She perished under the rubbles of the Red Keep with Jaime Lannister. So people thought it would be Cersei Lannister, but she decided her own fate. And then people also thought that it was supposed to be representative of Littlefinger, which would distort the whole order of what Melisandre told Arya. And people are saying that the order is very important. Littlefinger's character in the books is described as having green, gray, cat-like eyes, but mm-hmm. the actor who plays Littlefinger has blue eyes, and so people are like, mm, "Like that doesn't really fit." So, what do you do? Like, do you go with the source material and you kind of look past to the poor, um, not poor, because Littlefinger was actually one of my favorite characters. Uh, not, not poor. Um, what's the name? Poor. The the. Uh, I can't figure out words. The poor what guys the
1: inaccurate the
0: the what's that process when you're going to start making a movie that casting casting poor casting oh. so poor casting like do you look past that poor casting and that inaccurate casting or do you base it off of source material and so now people are saying that at the end of game of thrones Arya was seen going west of westeros and going beyond the known borders on the map and that will essentially be the start of her own spin-off series. And then people are now saying, oh, like the remaining green pair of eyes is going to be the uh, villain in that saga, essentially. Mm. So, so it's pretty interesting.
1: That, what about that no, no face guy?
0: Right, right.
1: Did he have green eyes?
0: I don't remember if he had green eyes, but do you... That re- would
1: be interesting.
0: Do you remember, and I, I, I just thought about this, do you remember that apprentice of the no-face guy in Game of Thrones that was mentoring Arya Stark? There was that one apprentice that was also a girl.
1: Yes, I remember. Right? The, yeah, she she kind of had an eerie-looking look to her. Yeah,
0: yeah, like she was like a psychopathic-looking person. There was that scene where both of them were like stuck in this dark, like dark room and they were basically going to face off against each other. And mm-hmm. that and that was going to define the fate of who was going to be the main apprentice of the no-face guy. Yeah. And Arya, last seen basically turning off the candle and just um, hitting it. I forgot where I was going with this. But she's basically seen turning off the candle and then we don't see the outcome of that fight, of that engagement. And so people were saying that the apprentice of the no-face man killed Arya Stark took her face and and is now pretending to be Arya and we're only going to find out in the spinoff series when she finally reveals who she is at the end of that spinoff series and so her vendetta against the Lannisters and and against whatever it is wasn't ever personal it was just a uh, part of her list that she had to accomplish ah. because we never see who finishes Victorious in that battle because Arya is seen just turning off the candle.
1: Wow! And the whole
0: room goes black, and then you see Arya coming out victorious. But what if that's not Arya? Because both of them are capable of swapping faces.
1: That would be crazy.
0: And then we think that we're watching Arya Stark kill the Night King. But what if that's why she was able to do it? It's because this super advanced level apprentice was like practicing her yeah. whole life to to. And she moment. was
1: like way above almost her like yeah. our Arya's Arya stock Arya level. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a fly in here too. It's a very small So mystical, if you see sorry, me fly. doing ninja moves and stuff guys whoever's watching the video (laughs) podcast it's
0: literally a fruit fly
1: no it it just bit my finger look i'm like itching at it already it's so exaggerated i swear to god i'm feeling itchy i don't like bugs i have a fear of bugs i don't like bugs all
0: right so are you ready for this next crazy conspiracy theory
1: does it have to do with bugs no Yes, then I'm ready.
0: I'm a huge fan of video games, and I recently started my own gaming series on YouTube, where I'm going to be playing, doing full playthroughs of my favorite PS5 games, PS4 games, PS3 games, a few classics. But my all-time, I think part of my childhood was probably Mario.
1: Oh yeah, because I used to play the shit
0: out of Mario. Oh, I see the fly.
1: Yeah, cat, catch him now.
0: So here's a crazy conspiracy theory about Mario.
1: It's me, Mario.
0: Exactly, that one. (laughs) Our favorite Italian plumber. I don't know if you knew this, but in the 1985 instruction manual for the Super Mario Bros. on the NES, it literally states that when the Koopa tribe invaded the Mushroom Kingdom, they used black magic to transform the Mushroom Kingdom residents into stones and bricks and in almost every single super mario game mario's main objective is to get through the level jump and try to break those boxes that are made of bricks and and some of those boxes that are made of bricks when he successfully breaks them he extracts a coin Mm and so people believe also that mario is actually harvesting and collecting the souls of the fallen residents of the mushroom kingdom because with every 100 coins that he collects from his victims and from these bricks, he gains a new life. And so in theory, if he keeps on collecting these coins, aka these souls, he will eventually become immortal, because he has achieved the immortality where even if he dies, he doesn't die. And so people now believe that that's the concept, the dark underlayer of the super mario franchise is that mario is harvesting souls in order to conquer the universe wow and sacrificing all these people instead of saving them right and and he's portrayed as the hero but in reality he's breaking and just destroying them knowing what happened to them because toad is from the mushroom kingdom right toad Mm -hmm. and so he probably explained to mario what happened to his people
1: wow that's that's actually really crazy
0: yeah, it's pretty crazy I used one. to
1: love playing Mario growing up. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of darker <laughs> um, theories about Mario too, for sure. So speaking of really old things like Super Mario, Hershey's Chocolate, which has been around for years, I have a crazy conspiracy that Hershey's has been using Hollywood as a vessel to promote unhealthy foods to impressionable kids by carefully placing their products in films throughout a century long already. And and the first ever product placement in a film was actually in 1927, and it was for a movie called Wings, which was a silent movie. And it was actually the first ever movie to win be- the Best Picture Oscar and the perfectly placed product in this film was none other than a Hershey's chocolate bar mm-hmm. and it was the first ever product placement in any movie so so fast forward 50 years later and uh, Reese's pieces was released by Hershey and and surprisingly Reese's pieces sales were flopping and And coincidentally, Hershey's received a call from Universal Studios to place Reese's pieces in one of the biggest films in history— E. T. And at the time, Hershey had not even read the script or known what the movie was about or knew whether the movie would be a success or a failure, but still dished out $1 million worth of marketing for E.T. to place Reese's Pieces in its movie. And then it turned out to be a success for both parties, especially for Hershey because Reese's Pieces ended up sticking around because of being in the E.T. movie, even though it was a gamble for Hershey to put this amount of money towards a movie that he knew absolutely nothing about. And this just goes to show that Hershey has been able to use Hollywood for almost a century long to promote its products too impressionable and susceptible adults and kids to keep them plump similarly to how Willy Wonka targeted children in order to monopolize his chocolate factory.
0: What's crazy to me is that Hershey's is actually one of my favorite chocolates and that makes a lot of sense because like if you're going to um, integrate yourself into this uh, film culture as a product then the best way to do it is for you to kind of start by using chocolate and candy because that's the easiest thing to sell to kids so like when when uh you know kidnappers are trying to lure kids into vans like they offer xbox and candy and chocolates and so it's just like a very simple and easy way to like lure kids in and say like hey look at this nice little chocolate that et is eating and then kids you know become fans of et and it marks their childhood and so then Hershey's becomes associated, or is it is it Reese's? You said.
1: Well, Hershey's Reese's, owns Reese's, but yeah. it was Reese's p- Reese's Pieces specifically, was, in, right? Yeah. In Et.
0: So, so that's what made it iconic and 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 created that halo around the brand. And in my opinion, it goes as far as um, being the introductory product that kind of enabled all of the product placements that we see today. So, in Marvel movies, for example you see Tony Stark eating Burger, Burger King, King eating Dunkin donuts eating whatever it is that he eats and everybody else has a certain product next to them Audi has been um, iconic in most Marvel films you know like they provide cars for everybody to use and so product placement has now become this whole market in of itself and largely thanks to Hershey's for
1: putting innovating it, it right for
0: innovating that concept like hey like here's a great way to um, sell a product is by making it a part of this cultural moment which is et
1: and and it's crazy because the first film ever to have a product placement like i said was in 1927 and that was the first ever film to win a best picture oscar so how crazy is it that they you know co-aligned like the product placement with the award like it it was a win-win for mm-hmm. the movie and for hershey
0: and it's funny because it was a silent film, yeah, and so at the time, and probably black and white. And so that's the perfect, th- that's the epitomized example of product placement because you don't even speak of the like of the product cause, mm-hmm. be- because it's a silent film. So all you like all that happens is that it's shown, and that's enough to increase sales. And so that's proof of concept right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because
0: if you were to try to. Um, introduce hollywood to the concept of product placement in today's age they would be like oh like there's like too much going on on screen uh people are talking things are happening why would anybody pay attention to this product that's placed subtly next to the main actor Mm -hmm. but then it was Exemplified and proven to be a, a profitable concept because of a silent film which doesn't have talking at all.
1: Right. And I always catch products in movies. Yeah, me too. Where it's like a Kellogg's box, and even if they, you know, blur out the name or whatever, I can tell exactly what it is. Mm hmm. And what's interesting, too, about the Hershey's chocolate is s'mores is the popular, you know, summer go-to, you know, around the fire snack. Mm-hmm. And Hershey's, the pieces are perfectly cut three pieces to fit the graham cracker. And every single bar of Hershey's is three pieces right in each row
0: so that's why they do it, and it
1: perfectly fits well i don't know if that's why they started it but it perfectly fits a graham cracker to put your s'mores
0: that's crazy yeah when a, a recipe for a product becomes the identity of the product
1: and think about how many like how many s'mores a kid will eat that they'll go through a whole chocolate bar you know using three pieces at a time yeah and it's funny because when i was at my parents house just really quickly we had s'mores like my brother and his friends and my parents and and then uh my brother was putting like one piece at a time while the rest of us were putting three pieces because that's the normal way to do it Mm -hmm. and when he found out that we were all using three pieces he was like what the heck
0: i didn't know that was (laughs) legal yeah like he was just
1: stunned like like damn that's a lot of chocolate guys
0: (laughs) so here's one of the craziest things that i've read recently that I just couldn't believe when I saw this. I had to double check. I had to make sure that I was reading the right thing. Did you know that they created an artificial intelligence that's also a robot, that's also a rapper, that has also been signed to an actual record label, a major one, Capital Records, that's owned by Universal Music Group. What? This artificial intelligence Robot Rapper has produced recently a song with Gunna. No way. Featuring Gunna, like an actual song. Is
1: there a music video? Like, what does he look like?
0: There's no music video, but he has 10 million followers on TikTok. And he's constantly producing videos of these, like, absurd scenarios where he has, like, a Bugatti airplane he has uh a a crazy rolls royce that has like benihana inside of it and they're cooking like on an open grill and it's obviously everything is cgi you know but what's crazy is that an actual record label decided hey like this is a good idea to um sign this this digital virtual artist Mm -hmm. and people went crazy like this received the most backlash i think that any artist slash musician if you can even consider this an artist and that's what we're going to get into this artist named FN Mecca was created in 2019 by music manager Anthony Martini and video game artist Brandon Lee. The virtual rapper uses a real human's voice, but its lyrics and melodies are created entirely using an AI that analyzes popular music and then creates its own song that it feels will resonate with the general populace. So it relies on data points and analytics to create music.
1: Wow.
0: The character they made looks like a mashup of rappers 6ix9ine and Trippy Red, with a hint of Kevin Gates. Capitol Records faced criticism from activists this week for FN Mecca's use of the N word and for a 2019 post from its now private Instagram account that depicted a virtual police officer beating up the so called robot rapper. And so he posted on. It's crazy. I'm only laughing because this is fucking ridiculous, dude. It's 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 wild. It's wild. This FN Mecca, uh, artificial intelligent robot rapper, posted an Instagram post of basically him being beaten by a virtual cop. And then the caption read, um, he wants me to snitch, but I ain't no snitch. I just can't wait to get out of this so I can start making fire music again. Mm-hmm. And so what this AI is basically doing is trivializing black oppression.
1: Mm.
0: And it's not representing the black pro- like it's not representing black culture essentially. And it was created by a group of people who are disconnected from the black plate right? Who who have no relationship with the culture. And so it's it's so like it's some random white bald dude and some Asian guy.
1: And it's not who a, created it. And it's not a human. So and it's it,
0: not a human and it's saying the n-word.
1: And it and it can't be oppressed because it's not human, so it right. can't like it can't take on the struggles and the oppression and anything of the black community. Right,
0: and in its profile description, I think on on TikTok, in its bio on TikTok, it, it reads um, AI that is not accepted by this world, mm. and so my conspiracy theory about this FN Mecca artificial intelligent uh, robot rapper is that this is incredibly scary because what do record labels already do to these rappers? They control them, right? Rappers sell their souls to record labels. And then the record label comes with their analytical team, sits them down and says like, all right, so sad songs usually perform well Mm -hmm. uh, and happier songs don't perform as well. So we need you to continue doing more depressing songs so that we can sell more tickets for your concerts and you can stay on the label. And so, now record labels can literally sign these AI who make music that people will eventually enjoy and then they can control them entirely. So they basically own these these talents. Right, you know? they
1: serve as like a puppet master. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think eventually it'll get to a point where artists just start to fade out into the dark and these new AI just... Right take over everything i feel like artificial intelligence vr goggles everything's gonna start taking over pretty soon
0: right and it 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 made a song featuring gunna who ironically is in prison and i don't know how that worked out or where that came from but they put out a song together fn mecca featuring gunna called florida water And you can't distinguish and tell that it's not a human rapper. And so it's gotten to a point where it's indistinguishable. Mm. Like you can't make it, you know, like you can't say that it's a robot. And so I think it's going to get to a point where everybody has VR headsets and you're going to venture into this uh, metaverse and you're going to attend FN Mecca's concerts and you're going to become a fan of FN Mecca, even though it's not real. It's it's just artificial intelligence. You know, it's this like virtual robot and yeah and and then every like every rapper who has soul and passion to add to his artistry and to his craft is going to just fade into oblivion because ai is already producing art quote unquote so like what defines art now you know like what is where is the music industry more specifically the rap industry the rap sector headed towards if an ai can make hits you know it can make anthems and then what
1: And another thing is that if you go all over TikTok and social media, people are using AI systems to produce art Mm -hmm. to reflect certain phrases or keywords or dates. They'll put their birthday or their name and then this AI will come up with a painting of whatever it is that the person submitted into the thing.
0: Right. And what's even scarier is that FN Mecca has two tattoos that are very visible. He has one on his left hand, I believe. That's essentially the all-seeing eye within a triangle.
1: Wow. And then
0: on his forehead right here where the third eye is supposed to be, he has another tattoo of like this like, tr- like three lines that are also resembling a triangle, an upside-down triangle. And he has like these like glowing green eyes and he looks scary. Like it's a scary sight to behold. And so the other theory is that what if artificial intelligence and and robots and this like uh, path that we're currently traversing with AI, it serves as like a vessel for like demonic presences to kind of take over. And that's what it essentially is. But it's masquerading behind this idea of like, oh, it's to like increase, uh, increase um efficiency it's to increase yeah. productivity but actually it's serving as a vessel for demons to come into our realm and take over
1: for sure
0: and then also record labels now have this easy malleable and they own this vessel that is this virtual rapper that they can dress him up the way they want to they can make him be whatever they want and they can use him to easier more easily push the agenda because a lot of rappers you know like every rapper we see pushing this like demonic masonic agenda like they're still human so there's like new like instances of resistance when it comes to pushing the agenda completely yes. like they still have a soul for the most part but when it comes to a virtual ai like you, you don't like, there's no limitations yeah
1: and also it can produce as many songs as they'd like to which and just hits. means more money for them and hits yeah
0: hits after hits because it relies on data points so right. it basically analyzes the top 100 songs that are bumping and popping right now and then it can make one that's easily within that list
1: <laughs> drake
0: drake yeah so this is taking culture vulture to a whole different level this is taking um uh industry plants to a whole different level you know people said that little pump was an industry plant because he popped up out of nowhere and he and he went viral went number one
1: yeah one hit wonder
0: yeah so it's it's interesting so are they going to use fn mecca to push the agenda or are they going to use ai to really cultivate this environment where art is produced to a higher level than humans are capable of and then what happens to the human spirit once it's like it it's need and drive for creating and for producing art is no longer required in this world yeah it's a sad day for humanity i think
1: next thing you know you guys will be listening to robot podcasts
0: right and then joe rogan won't be necessary anymore like you guys will listen to a a um, likable voice a likable source that kind of caters to your own ideologies and then maybe that's just the case it's like one podcast that's different for every single person that clicks on it depending on the data points that you provide it and feed mm. it. So if you like these things and you have these habits, right? So you purchase these certain things on Amazon and it tracks it. You like certain videos on TikTok and it tracks it. You like certain pictures on Instagram reels on Instagram, attracts tracks it. And then it gets all these points, all of these analytical data chunks, puts it together, produces your perfect podcast episode, <laughs> your perfect um, song for the moment. And then, human artists and human creatives are rendered useless.
1: That sounds crazy. That sounds believable.
0: Yeah, that that will happen, I think. I, I don't know.
1: <sighs> hopefully not in my time. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'm long gone too. Yeah, hopefully I'm passed past on.
0: Speaking of artists who are pushing a dark agenda, we recently reacted to a popular K-pop group music video called...
1: Blackpink, Black Pink, Pink Venom.
0: The song is called Pink Venom. and the beginning of the music video... Freaked me out. Like the opening first 10 seconds, it literally shows one of their members sitting in the center room in this like square arena or square stage, surrounded by cloaked individuals in black cloaks wearing VR headsets, staring at her as she's playing this, um, like, uh,
1: oriental guitar
0: oriental instrument mm-hmm. right and she's playing this oriental instrument and then you hear in the back these like faded out chants almost like these like ritualistic chant chants basically saying like black pink black pink black and it's it feels so eerie to me it feels so strange and this video was posted 7 days ago and it's at 200 million views
1: that's insane
0: and after this that's- scene Of this lady sitting in the middle of this square stage, of this square platform, surrounded by individuals wearing black cloaks and and just hypnotized by VR glasses. We have another scene of another member entering what looks like an Egyptian pyramid with various hieroglyphs scattered throughout the walls surrounding her. Mm -hmm. And this dead tree that might be resembling the tree of life. And she plucks a black apple and takes a bite from it a black apple
1: yeah what's that supposed the to be original sin right yeah. and
0: so it, it's just weird to me it's like isn't this k-pop isn't this supposed to be fun isn't this supposed to be just just all about music yeah. like why does it start as if i'm fucking entering a fucking um Rothschild after party you know yeah. like what's going on here is this a ritual am i being cursed through this music video am i trying to be like in trance or whatever and and they did something because this video is at a quarter of a billion views in seven days like that's unheard of that's crazy dude
1: and what's interesting too is that it it reminded me of like a dystopia
0: A dystopia, yeah. A dark evil. Like, it gave gave off this evil essence to it. And there are other scenes where other members are basically dancing in front of these other symbolic things behind them. like
1: Excuse me. Excuse me.
0: Uh, Where other members are basically dancing in front of these other dark symbolic things behind them, like a, a freaking Mars planet or something like that. I don't even remember. But the main things that stood out to me were these opening two scenes. And I think that people need to start questioning what is being fed to them through mainstream media, especially, and just like realize these artists that are clearly being used to push this weird, dark and eerie and dystopian agenda. Mm-hmm. Like, where are we headed to, you know, as and- a society?
1: And that makes you wonder, right, what, what you're saying, what the future will, will look like, where everything is done through a VR headset. Right. You know, concerts, right. you'll attend school in your VR headset. Mm-hmm. You won't even have to enter a classroom anymore. You won't ever have to step foot out of your house.
0: And what's even crazier is that this year's VMA Awards has a category for best virtual performance and eminem Eminem. and snoop dogg are going to be performing in the metaverse Mm. and they so what's going on here is essentially they're getting these huge pop icons like these huge cultural icons and using them to kind of guide the youth into that realm it's like hey guys put on your VR headsets and have this experience that's mm-hmm. not really an experience. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah. it's going to be substituted like this is going to substitute real life experiences because you can own a real life experience momentarily. But when it comes to VR, like virtual reality, is it an actual experience? Are you actually seeing your idol perform or are you seeing the representation of your idol? And then it gets into this, this crazy philosophical realm. It's like, what's real And is the representation of a real thing as real as, as its source?
1: Yeah, no, because for me, an experience, your, your senses, you know, you have to take into account your senses, like you can feel and smell and atmosphere and you can, there's a different hearing and visual that goes on when you're actually there versus when you're you know it's like watching a movie
0: but what if they fix that with haptic feedback suits mm. that allow you to feel everything still and then, can't smell it's and the smells what if the um 10th version of vr comes out <laughs> with a thing that just releases smells and then just like you i, w- simulate I wouldn't that, you know? it. because 4d or 4x cinema is essentially that where the chairs move and, and there's like smoke water. and rain and water and yeah. smells even that's where it's headed to. It's like 10D. Like what's 10D?
1: And what's interesting, too, is that the Super Bowl had a similar thing where you can watch yeah. it on your phone and you can like scope around the whole performance stage and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's funny that the Super Bowl is super expensive to go to. Right. And so that was an easy ticket. For people to pretend like they're there or to feel like they're there without having to dish out the money to actually be there. Mm -hmm. So it's like that's, that's the access that's going to be granted to people who have a VR headset or when VR becomes the thing where it's like you won't have to dish out the same amount of money because... In order to host these events in the first place, they have to, like, rent out stadiums and whatever and do all these things. And so they need the money back.
0: And they could just do it eventually inside of, like, a studio space. Exactly.
1: So now it's, like, it's less cost, so therefore it's less need for or less demand for the people's money. And so all people will have to do is pay like a a little general fee or something and and have VR headsets Mm -hmm. and they'll just keep selling VR headsets and updating them like you said.
0: And I predict that it's going to get to a point where the people who actually decide to fish out a few hundreds, like hundreds of dollars to attend (laughs) these physical events will be viewed as idiots because the VR experience, just like I said, it's going to get to a point where it's indistinguishable from reality. So you're putting on this haptic feedback suit and you're experiencing it almost like 95% accuracy of, of in like in life, real life experience. And so the few people who are resistant towards that technology are going to be viewed as as bigots, as like mm-hmm. uh, stupid people. It's like, oh, like you're stupid for that. Like, dude, I paid 50 bucks and I experienced it up front. I saw Eminem's crotch the whole time. Yeah. Like I was right there and I even jumped on stage and, and he high fived me. And then meanwhile you're so stupid that you went into the stadium like are you stupid or something like And that?
1: that's what I was thinking like maybe it'll end up being even better than going into yeah. the stadium because they'll just increase like all of these different things and fine tune all this stuff and yeah. you know and give them the experience of a lifetime through mm-hmm. just just goggles and whatever else you know it's just crazy
0: You will own nothing and you will love it Yeah That's the future guys
1: I hope that's not the case in my time again, like not my time. I feel like I'm like i'm way I'm way behind on my time like i I wouldn't even mind using a flip phone. That's <laughs> just the kind of person yeah that i'm that I'm kinda at right now, the kind of place I'm at. Hmm. The less technology, the better like the less advanced in technology you are, the better you're the better off, the better off you are. I feel like think about all the old people right now. Who We're barely stumbling. know how to navigate an iPhone, but but they're living their best life right now.
0: I saw this sad TikTok once of a guy sneaking a video of his uh, class, quote unquote, that Apple was hosting to basically help elderly people um, come to grips with technology and understand technology. And it's a free class for Apple owners. And essentially, it's like this like lecture space. And then there's obviously the um, Apple genius guy teaching it and just explaining so then guys you go to the settings and you click here and the settings can be located whatever and then he like panned around and there's like these like old grandpas just all like kind of confused and like with their glasses and trying to like understand it and that got me a little bit emotional too i was like damn dude like that's like that'll be me one day like trying to figure out vr or whatever like the fuck it's gonna be
1: I won't even be trying to figure it out. I'll be like, get it away from me. Yeah, that's <laughs> demonic contraption. What is that contraption?
0: So we just have one last topic, and it's a quick one, and then we'll wrap up for today.
1: Sounds good. All right.
0: So I don't know how many of you guys listening to this have heard of the ins of the recent instance that happened. The recent incident that happened. A pilot was flying over the Pacific Ocean. And he spotted below him these like weird, strange red lights and people immediately. And this is what caught me off guard is that the media, the mainstream media immediately ran to uh, justify it and to explain it. And they launched all these articles saying it's not aliens. It's clearly fishing boats because they use these red lights to attract these specific fishes and fishes. Fishes. (laughs) that was actually iconic iconic the, in uh, yeah. our tiktok yeah they they are using these specific lights to attract these specific fish and that's why you can see them and these lights are so bright or whatever but my thing is if these red lights who the, the pilot by the way said that these red lights were so well spread out that he said it was like the size of a city hmm. fishing boats gather like that many fishing boats gathered together in the middle of the Pacific Ocean.
1: And I don't understand like to fish. Yeah. That's weird.
0: You know? And, and, and and also if it's so common and it happens so much and it's so known, then why is it that every few years a pilot comes out with the same like be found like like
1: bizarre and bizarre dumbfounded.
0: dumbfounded confused about what's going on and if it was so common then they would all communicate with each other and say oh yeah no like it's it's um normal like it happens all the time over the pacific ocean you normally see it over the da, 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 da. yeah you why
1: know? would it hit the news outlet if it's so normal
0: so my conspiracy theory is that when cern did their experiment, they opened some type of crazy, freaky portal somewhere on this planet. And it also coincides because I think they all work together. You know, Hollywood and and the government and everything's all like in bed together. Stranger Things depicted the upside down world. That was what? Red, right? Mm-hmm. When Eddie is playing the guitar and there's like red lightning going on around him. That's essentially what was happening and what the pilot was seeing from above. So what if this was like a portal or a gateway into another dimension. And maybe this is what happens when planes go disappearing, the like complete, like entire planes go disappearing and you find fragments of them in the ocean. Maybe they get sucked into this portal that, that it just mysteriously pops up because humans are messing with stuff that they shouldn't be messing with. Because the last time that a pilot did a similar find and public and, and, and publicized it was in 2014. And the same thing, like took took almost the same pictures and was dumbfounded and couldn't explain these red lights popping up in the Pacific Ocean. And so what if these are like alien civilizations that are residing deep in the ocean? Because we haven't explored the ocean at all, right? Like we know more about space than we know about the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so what if these ancient civilizations actually reside deep within our oceans and then occasionally they 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 just spring up and they just do whatever they do, like whatever aliens do and then one human pilot just happens to capture that moment
1: i wouldn't doubt that
0: because i think that the malaysian airlines i think it's 370 the 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 airplane that went completely missing i think that's what happened to it i think that it was flying over the ocean and this super advanced alien civilization absorbed it, extracted from the sky, pulled it into the ocean. Part of it broke off. And that's why they found remains of it scattered throughout the ocean, but never found the entire airplane. Because similar to these red lights in the Pacific, there's something in the ocean that we don't know about. Mm. But I think the government knows.
1: And I was going to say that in Stranger Things, one of the, the like portals into the Upside Down is in a lake or a body of water. See? And they and then all of the main characters like uh, people will know Nancy and and uh, Steve they all jump into it and Eddie was one of them as well and then that's where they access the upside down. Wow! And Vecna kind of looks like you know extraterrestrial. Yeah. Well, we say extraterrestrial like Demi Lovato because alien is
0: offensive.
1: Alien's offensive we don't call them that
0: <laughs> anyways but that's about it
1: <laughs> yeah that's crazy
0: this podcast do you that's, have anything else to say
1: that's all it's a long one
0: it's a long one um so yeah guys so that's all we have for you this week so essentially this podcast if you haven't uh um, if you aren't used to the concept yet, uh, the the whole idea is that we'll get topics that really blow our minds and conspiracies that we're very interested in and invested in every week. And we'll share it with you guys on this podcast. And if you guys enjoyed anything we talked about, if you guys want to contribute to the conversations on certain topics, feel free to comment below on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts, please leave a review. That's the best way that you can support the show and let us know that you are actually enjoying what we're putting out. Uh, As I said in the beginning of the podcast, we do this all ourselves. And so it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. And we just hope our only objective is that it resonates with people and that we're able to create a community of like-minded individuals who aren't afraid of thinking for themselves. And with all that being said, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment and all that stuff that you guys already know what to do (laughs) yeah
1: you guys know
0: yeah and as always it's never wrong
1: to be mentally gone peace Peace to the world